Hi, uh, welcome to the Manchester United in Zambia podcast. Um, I didn't record for the first two matches, so sorry about that. Well, the first match, it was surprising because, you know, I listened to a lot of football podcasts. Everyone was praising how good United was, how good Pogba was. And Pogba, he scored the first goal and he disappeared. I think maybe they played well the first few minutes. They looked, you know, high energy, intense. They were playing in um, Leicester's box, which was very encouraging. But otherwise, just like every other Mourinho match, they, he just relies on scoring one goal and sitting back. And if we don't score a goal, we're still going to sit back and we're allowing Leicester to control the ball. It's at all Trafford against Leicester. If you're offended, that's your that's your fault, man. Yeah, but and I've also noticed that a lot of pundits have uh, are now starting to go against Mourinho. I don't know why it's taken season three of this boring, reactive, defensive, sit back football. Wasting players' talents, football for people now to start being like overwhelmingly on Mourinho's case. It should have been from the get. And that's why I don't like Chelsea. I hate Chelsea with a passion because of Jose Mourinho. His his bad behavior, his insulting, his twisting of <sighs> that guy can create a narrative and always an evil narrative. And it's funny, it's like <laughs> I see similarities between him and Nicki Minaj. Anyway, that's that's for another day. I'm watching Sevilla and uh, Villarreal because I love Pablo Fornals. I know I'm a weird watching it mid-afternoon. Yeah, but I really think Pablo Fornals is the one. To me, he's a better version of uh, Andre, not Andreas, uh, Ander Herrera. I love Ander Herrera, but, you know, with 90% of the players at United since Fergie left, he's been misused, mishandled, he's been physically beaten. Sorry, not physically, I meant mentally. <laughs> that would be weird, right? <laughs> oh, this one else. Oh, he tried a clever little slip. Didn't get through. Fanos is now playing number number eight, or in other words, he's playing. No, he's playing the position of number ten, as in just behind the striker. So that's good. The last match I watched a bit of it, he was playing as a winger. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll try and go to Paulo Fanos in uh, at the end if I remember. I don't have any notes or anything. So yeah, I saw a, a thirty-minute like highlight package of of uh, United Brighton and oh just to go back to the Leicester one so we scored first then we sat back as usual then we got another one somewhere in the second half I believe and then we sat back again and then Leicester pulled one back and to be honest we were so lucky that we managed to escape and I don't know why people can't see it's always like that with United if you if you're gonna sit back and react and just you know you're not taking the game to the other team. You're not deciding the match. And I know Mourinho might say that, no, we're deciding the match by parking a bus. But what's the point of having all those attacking players if you can't, you know, if you're going to use them to park a bus? 
it's so i'm sorry he is a dinosaur it's so so close-minded so blind of him just to take whatever team and try to make a pass which begs the question why didn't uh, what's his name the accountant mr woodward why didn't you get pochettino or a club or guardiola because all of them honestly all of them were were available since ferguson left he should have pushed that should have pushed one of those through because you know the good thing about all of them is that they all of them are for attacking football and the important thing that differentiates them from oh okay besides the attacking football from Mourinho is that they make due with what they, they improve the players that they have fabian delf was an excellent left back last season defensively he was solid attacking he he drilled into the team he understand the movements but with um, with united who has Mourinho improved ashley young for two months valencia i guess oh my god i think he's destroyed all the players who who can take us who can make us challenge with city Mkhitaryan, he had uh, double figures in assists and goals the season before he came to United. I wasn't he the player of the pronounce taking a shot? Ooh, nearly crept in. Um, uh, what was I saying? I think he was the player's player of the season at uh, in the Bundesliga. Mkhitaryan was on fire and he completely destroyed him. He's now a shell of himself. You know, he's got that scruffy beard now. He looks even more thinner than usual narrative funnels oh blocked um yeah it destroys everyone rashford rashford has got so much potential it's frustrating he's, it's, okay you can see his confidence is down mother the time he was had a chance right in front of goal and he decided not to shoot he like to turn back to me that's someone who's not like confident in shooting rashford is quick he does have an eye for goal, but you need to be encouraged. Martial, I love I'm team Martial. I love that guy. If you go back and check his first match, I'm sure you find it on YouTube, at home to Liverpool. He showed everything. He was strong. He was clever. He was. He had quick dribbling feet. He had that Thierry on risk. Thierry on risk finishing even last season he had a good spell like just before the end of the year and then Mourinho went and bought Alexis Sanchez <sighs> Mourinho also with his uh, with his expensive uh, 30 odd signings with high wages and apparently Woodward like Apparently the board would whatever those are stories that they've been refusing Mourinho to you know to get players because all he wants is just these developed players 28 29 30 28 29 30 year old you know guys who are ready made for now is having a a head of if that describes anything 
Clash of Hills is another player. Whenever I watch a Villa Real match for now, you know, you rarely see him, but now. Right, he's very Okay, sorry, sorry for that. I even forgot what, what the hell I was talking about. Yeah, uh, Mourinho's signings. And it's like they're seeing that he's just buying these ready made players and leaving the club in dire situations. This era of transfers have showed that, you know, this thing of signing, you know, ready made players. You look at the Ronaldo. Ronaldo to me didn't have any market. For me, that's why nothing like no Juventus club for me, and I never forgot them. No, no one else wanted to buy him. His wages were crazy. He was going to cost a lot of money, and he's already he's old. And it seems to be like his his goals, his is they come maybe at the the last quarter or the last third of a season. Seems the last two seasons he's been struggling. The first two thirds. Then someone like Alexis Sanchez. He's a good player. I would even say a great player. But he's so big-headed now. The way he plays football, he stops play. He... It's just so frustrating, man. It's just not worth it. It's better just to go for young guys and build them up yourself. I was having an argument with someone else who was saying that... um, Because I was talking about Roma when they had signed... Or when they... They signed um, Clivet, Justin Clivet and uh, Malcolm, or when they announced Malcolm. And I said, I'm go- I think I'm going to support Roma this season. And I was like, I don't know why the Premier League teams don't buy these players. And the person responded saying, the, the Premier League leaves it to the other teams to develop those players, and then they buy them for a higher price when they're ready. And I was like, but they are ready. Why not just buy them now for much cheaper prices? Because Clivet, I think he had a year left on his contract. Roma got him for, was it 18 million pounds or something like that? And Malcolm also, I think he went for, is it 35 million pounds? Why not get those players now? They're ready. Give them the time. I mean, they'll obviously do better than what we have now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's another thing. You'll see how my, the team I wish, you know, as chief scout slash director of football slash coach of Man United, you'll see how my team, how I'd wish it to be. Um, So, yeah, let me give a prediction for, oh, and also notes on Pogba, Pogba said that the team's attitude wasn't, wasn't right and he and he said the same for himself and people are you know giving a hard time about that well he has to say it would be weird if he said the team's attitude wasn't right and then he left himself out of it he's just trying to put a lead and put you know the default thing of putting responsibility on himself you know making sure that he's also counted it would be weird if he just said the team's attitude was not right because it would seem like he's a captain and he's putting the blame on everyone else but him. Yeah. But uh, for me, Pogba is not a captain-like player. Maybe he's a leader. He can be a leader. I saw him, you know, making a battle cry probably before the Argentina match. I saw it on YouTube. And... Um, 
yeah i can barely but for me he's not the guy who you put who you put that weight on you just let him let him be free he's not a normal center midfielder you know who you have you're giving that responsibility of controlling the flow of the team you know keeping the team you know keeping the the strikers the strike the attackers and the the defense together like a local modric or who else who are the center midfielders who does it for chelsea no chelsea is not a good example god damn okay someone like a posco a luka modric someone who can control the the pace of football because uh, that's why i didn't get why people said Bruni should be a midfielder all he does is just these hollywood balls the same thing as pogba they don't know they're too impatient they always want to you know do something spectacular oh for now it's just put the ball off someone but again his pass was blocked for you to be a center midfielder number eight you're the one who has to you are the the brain of the team you can't just you know do rash things you have to make sure that everything is everything's flowing so the players are really giving for now a hard time someone just clipped him like off the ball Yeah, so Pogba is not that guy. If if you see um, United versus Everton, uh, 2017-2018, the one at um, the one at Goodison, oh, Man United was so good then. It was so good, and Pogba was playing as a as a number ten, an attacking midfielder behind the striker. They were flowing. That's that's who he should. That's Pogba. He's a number ten. He's not a central midfielder. He's not a number eight. It's actually an attacking midfielder. You know, someone th- as thick as Mourinho thinks because he's, you know, big, he's super strong, he's tall, that immediately he should be a, a, a brick wall. <laughs> Fuck Jose Mourinho. Pogba is a creative player. It's just that he has the body and has, you know, the, t- the technical attributes and the other attributes as for other positions. So, yeah, what the hell was I saying? Mm-hmm. Number eight. Yeah, maybe I, I should just go to the Tottenham prediction. So, Spurs prediction. You know, normally I would say Spurs will hammer us. Because I think the last time we played them in the league is when they scored that first, that nine second ten second go so embarrassing man you know normally i say that because pochettino is a much better manager Tottenham a much better team the players are not as good as ours i still believe yeah i still believe that uh, in terms of the whole squad i think we have a better squad but pochettino is a much better manager and has them as a much better team you know to be a, a better team you don't need better players you know what i mean or keep a flap the ball. So, ooh. so uh, yeah, and they just play better football. But Tottenham have this thing of dying out during a match. For whatever reason, Mourinho manages manages to get points off them, like three points. The FA Cup semi final last season when he 
he was going through a rough patch if you remember and then they won one zero then he started shushing the camera <sighs> i hope washington doesn't let us down i know this is sacrilegious but uh i really want united to lose like two three games in a row that's why i was upset with leicester so that we can fire we can fire Mourinho. We should have never let him come in any other uh, club. Okay, so here's my prediction. I think it should be... Even though Pochettino has got a recent record of losing to to Jose, I don't think he will again. And go and look, go and look when at that clip when Mourinho was shooting the camera. Pochettino was looking at him like, what, what the hell is this? Is this guy saying it to me? Okay, he's not. He's just being the dickhead that he is. Um, I'll say United 1, Spurs 3. United 1, uh, yeah. I think they'll score two more goals more than United. Okay, I'll say United 1, Spurs 3. The the score that I want to, want it to be, hopefully, so that he can get fired is United zero, Spurs nine. Maybe that would be so bad that you be you know that you get fired. The easier the better. I mean the the worse the defeat the better. Ooh. Yeah. So that's my prediction. I really want Mourinho to, and then there are those stories about Zidane coming. The things I like about Zidane is that a lot of times he could read the game very well. I guess that's what comes with being a football genius. He would change things at half time, and the team would play so well. You know, he would adapt to the situation on the pitch. But uh, Real Madrid was so useless, you know, during the league. They only lit up. In the Champions League, and I don't, I don't know if he knows how to speak English. I don't think so. So if you know how to speak English, yeah. yeah I just me the, the manager who I want someone who can make use of the players that we have and play attacking intense football. Attacking intense football. That's what I want. That's why I admire Pochettino, Klopp, and uh, what's his face. And Guardiola, they improve. Ev- they improve everyone, and they make use of the players they have. Of course, they've uh, two of them have had, you know, a lot of spending power. But you can tell that they have a philosophy, and they have a a positive, a positive um, relationship with their players that makes them want want to play that high energy attacking football. Mourinho, everything's negative. He's always insulting the players publicly. <sighs> Fuck him, man. If, if I worked for Mourinho, I was going to sabotage him. I was going to do a mutiny. He had that interview with uh, Rio Ferdinand, and he actually said, I like to squeeze players. And he made the hand, you know, hand gesture of wringing, you know, of like wringing a towel, squeezing a towel. I like to squeeze players. But why, why that 1940s? brute you know savage neanderthal way of handling players how do you treat everyone like that this is 2018 age of the season 
what I mean? This is age of emotions, age of Drake. Drake is the, <laughs> is the biggest artist in the world. Sing simp songs and he stays number one, you know, for months on end. This is the age of player power. Of course, I think the manager, not I think, it is. The manager is the most important part of a football club. Because the football is the most important and the manager is the one who controls that. But uh, players are power. Players are power these days. So, uh, yeah. They're just contrasting that, like that comment that Mourinho made. I like to squeeze players. You saw what he said about Luke Shaw. I had to think for him. You know, he he insulted and fined Masia for going and, you know, attending the birth of his child. <sighs> Fuck you, Mourinho. Fuck you to hell. Ugh. Such a such a vile little human being, man. And and honestly, what does he do now as a coach? Because his claim to fame was being defensive and uh, defensive, and you know, using counter attacks to get one goal, and then having using that brilliant defense, you know, to close out games. You couldn't score against him. So if you had brilliant counter attackers, they'd get one, and that's it. But now, the, our defense is completely useless. Why do you need another defender? You have 10 of them. And me, I'm sorry. I, I don't think you need, you know, world-class defenders, Rio Ferdinand's and Imania Vidic's to have a good defense. It's defending. It's organization and everything. Obviously, it needs, it needs intelligence like anticipation and all that. But you don't. You've been, them, you've been with them for two years. It's just drilling. And that's the problem when as a you know as a leader you are very negative, very abrasive with the people who work under you. They're going to be scared, they won't be thinking clearly. They won't be performing at their best. Pastor. Was I? God damn it! Where was I? Let me let me just go to the team. You know, as the chief scout and director of football slash manager for Man United. So in goals will be David De Gea, the best goalkeeper in the world, even though he's had a rough few months with the World Cup and everything. And then the second keeper would be um, is it Joe Pereira? Apparently, he's highly regarded, but. Uh, why did we sign that 35-year-old Lee Grant, Hugh Grant, whatever that keeper's name is? I mean, I'm happy for him. From nowhere, you get a call that Man United wants you. Yeah, but just bring Joe Pereira in. Let him play FA Cup matches. Let him play um, League Cup matches. Or when they give the hair a rest, you know, let him recover a bit. Yeah, and then left-backs uh, look short. I still think he's one of the best prospects in the world. Just needs, you know, attacking. You can see he's so intelligent. He likes to link up with players. He's smart about his crosses. But he's always left alone because of the Mourinho way. 
everyone spaced out and only two players can go forward at a time. Um, Luke Shaw is amazing to me. Oh, he can be amazing. And then uh, supporting left back or, you know, reserve left back um, is uh, Cameron Bothick Jackson. The time he came, uh, you know, during Van Gaal, he showed, to me, he showed more than enough that he can perform there. Maybe even being a starting, I think he's, you know, from what I saw, he was that good. So, let him, you know, hard. Yes, I would. Reserve number three. Then defense would be Bailly. Uh, I'll promote, what's his name, Williams from the academy. Uh, Tuanzebi, they speak so highly of him, even though I'd like him to be more aggressive. Uh, but maybe that's why he's good, he thinks. And then I was thinking of Toby Aldovaro, but he's, he's injury-prone, you know what I mean? He's amazing, but injury-prone. We can't have Toby Aldovaro and Bae as our senior centre-backs, because then, you know, probably there'll be many times when we don't have centre-backs through injury. Yeah, so I'd get one of the three the three prospects from Italy. There's Rugani, uh, Caldara who's, you know, considered to be the best. I don't know how Juventus let him go for Bonucci. That doesn't make sense with Higuain. And uh, there's Romagnoli. So Romagnoli and Caldara playing at, you know, same club at Milan. I'll get Caldara or, or Rogani. I'll probably get Rogani. You know, he's a bit older. He's a bit older than the two young boys, Tuanzebi and Williams. Mm, yeah, but the starting would be uh, Rugani and uh, Bai. Then we go to the number six defensive midfield position. Um, God damn it, number six. Oh yes, I would have uh, Fosu Mensa. I've seen Fosu Mensa play as a number six for the junior team, and he's good. You can tell that. He can make those, you know, those character, those line splitting passes directly to the striker through balls. He has that eye, he has the technique, and he's strong as a boy. That guy is super strong. Remember Troy Denny praised him for how big he is. I mean, how how strong he is. I'd have uh, starting. That's how good I think he is. He can, yeah, obviously can play center back, right back. He's mobile. He's super fast. Okay, not super fast. He's fast. He's just a unit. So good. And then I'd have um, McTominay as the reserve. He's very eager, you know, defensively. He shows when it comes to a defensive job, running around, closing spaces, putting in, you know, make himself felt. He's very good, very tall reserve. And then number eight, central midfield position. I've had my guy Pablo Fornals. For me, he's a better version of Ander Herrera. And seven years younger, I think he's 21. Technically, he's good. His awareness is also very good. He's, he can be very intense, as in good with pressing and you know pressing players and everything like that. I think he was playing that position at Malaga, and even his first few months at Villarreal. Oh, oh, my knee hurts. And uh, yeah, he would be my my starting number eight. And then uh, reserve would be an, uh, Andreas Pereira. Andreas Pereira for me has been has been ready to play as a starting player, as a starting number eight for United for years now. It's been a waste of him 
you know, loaning him out to Zitlas Palmas and Valencia and all sorts and all crap. If you go and see um, his performance against MK Dons, the time when they hammered us, is it 4-0-5-0 in the League Cup, where people are praising Dele Ali. Go and see him there. Even though we were losing, he was always picking up the ball. He was one who was collecting it, making passes, making sure the ball gets from the defense to the midfield. He's good, technically good. I think we just need to give him confidence. But I'd rate Pablo Fornals ahead of him. It hurts me. I love Pereira, and I should have got his chance years ago. But Pablo Fornals is better for me. And just a shout out to the Brighton boy, Zed Bisuma. I saw his YouTube clips. That that guy is good. He's like a younger navigator. I don't know if he's 21. You know that I can't agree, but. Bisuma, that boy is good. Um, but I can only have two players. I'm giving, I'm giving, um, you know, preference to the United Academy boy. Mm, let's see, where am I? Uh, number ten, attacking midfield. It would be Paul Pogba, but I would make money off him. I'd sell him for like one foot, 140 million to. Barcelona or PSG because uh, he's a number 10 and he's brilliant but you know get rid of him and bring in uh, uh, Nabil Fekir oh, so quick in his feet so intelligent his awareness can pick a player out he seems also to have the, the ability to do the, the pressing check him out he's really good that would be my starting and then my reserve would be um the small kid, the tiny kid, Angel Gomez, is also a brilliant little player. He's so small, like seriously, I think he's even shorter than me. But he's ready to play. You can see, you can see players who are intelligent enough to play at the highest level. And for me, Angel Gomez, he's there. I was surprised we didn't lose him because apparently his contract was running down, and United, you know, kept him. Signed it. That was really shocking under the Mourinho thing. I'm sure it was just the board and the Nicky Button them who said we can't lose this guy. We can't lose him like how we lost uh, Paul Pogba. But um, Angel Gomez is ready. I think he's even ready to start, to be honest. That's how good that kid is. Then we go to the wingers. Wingers, oh, I've been juggling with them for the past two months, two months but uh, I've finally settled on. Uh, the Bournemouth boy, the little one. What the fuck is his name? The Scottish guy. Uh, Ryan Fraser. Little quick winger, little quick winger. You know, very fast. He seems to have an eye for goal. Um, he was used as a wing back. He seemed mostly, you know. But uh, and he seems to be a dead ball specialist, and he's very good with crosses. You know. So I'd have him and uh, the English Ademola Lokman. I don't know why no one's anyone's trying to buy him, except for that one German team. I'd have Ademola Lokman, Ryan Fraser, and uh, oh yes, uh, Gonzalo Gonzalo uh, Gage, Portuguese player. Is at PSG. He wants to go to Valencia, but Valencia seems like Valencia don't have the money, so they've been negotiating with him. Now would be the time to buy him. Because Valencia, you know, are stalling. They're trying. They're still trying to negotiate. PSG 
need money for financial fair play. Put that money in. Get catch. Let him play. You probably sell him for ninety bucks. One of these teams will come for him in future, because he's already he's already good. It's already brilliant. Then maybe give you know the fourth spot to Chong. The academy kid. Oof. Give it to Chong. Give it to Chong. Um, you know, there are other wingers like uh, Bufal, but he might have, I don't know, consistency problems. You know, he dribbles 10 players, but the cross is shite, things like that. And then what else? Yeah, there are other shots, but later those will be my four. Uh, Gonzalo Gage, Ryan Fraser, Ademola Lokman. All these guys look ready like to play at that level. And Tithe Chong. I'm not sure if he's ready, but if you give him the, that, the encouragement, he has the energy and he has the technique, I think, to contribute very much. And then strikers, number nine, Anthony Martial. Brilliant player. Brilliant player. We, if we lose that guy, we're obviously going to lose him. If, if Mourinho stays all season, we're going to lose him. Because you'll be totally destroyed. So, Anthony Martial and backup, uh, and uh, what's his name? Marcus Rashford. <sighs> we really need to bring in what's his name? Pochettino. We should have got Pochettino last season when he was crying about progressing with Tottenham after the FA Cup semi final. Would have been a cool. Huh? We. <laughs> We beat them in the semi-final. He complains to the media publicly and then we go and sign him. It would be amazing. But alas, we go and give Mourinho an extension to the contract. How stupid is Edward? What the fuck? What the fuck, man? Oh, and director of football, we should get Gab Makoti. For me, from all the pundits, he seems to know the most about everything and digs the most. No, I don't know the most, but he's uh, he doesn't seem, um, you know, he doesn't seem, he doesn't rely on the same tropes and ways of thinking that the normal English pundit does, and he backs it up with facts and seems seemingly with research, you know, seems to know what's going on in the workings of football. So I'd really, really want Gab Makoti as a director of football. I remember one person asked him that, uh, how come a team hasn't signed, a club hasn't signed you as a director of football? And he said, the teams that want me, no, the teams that want me can't afford me, and the teams that can afford me don't want me. So that, for me, there's so much value in the football market. Anyway. I know I've ranted. I know I've been monotone. Uh, I'll try to improve. Thanks, and uh, come on, you Reds, I guess. <laughs> Losing is is better. We need to get Mourinho out. It's short-term embarrassment for long-term goals. Yeah.